Yo, it's a Tubac Music Podcast by DJ Scanless. Let's get it. So one of the questions I had on my main post on my community tab was whether or not the 2006 Tupac album, Pox Life, was going to be a double disc album. Now, if you guys didn't know, this was the very last Tupac album, supposedly. I don't know if they're going to release any more. They have more than 100 tracks still unreleased to this day. It boggles my mind that they haven't released anything since 2006 with Pox Life and 2007 Best of Tupac where they release two tracks from the year 1991, which was Resistantation and Dauphine's Diner. Both of those were remixes of Tupacalypse Now era tracks. However, they have all these songs from Death Row. They have all these songs from Tupacalypse Now, Strictly, Thug Life, enough to make at least 10 albums, and they still have not released anything. Now, with Pox Life, we got to go a little bit before Pox Life. Before that, they were working on Basically the follow-up to Until Then Time Resurrection, which I believe was going to be another pre-Death Row era album, and this was before Eminem got involved. So that's where the songs like DJ Quick's Lord of the Game came about, where Red Spider's Hennessy came about, the other Crooked Nigga 2 with Raphael Sadiq is on there. I think these were for a more like a G-Funk oriented type of Tupac album, which I think would have did a lot better in the eyes of the overall original fan base of Tupac, you know, obviously the Eminem fans came out and they bought the album. The Elton John single was a big hit in the UK, which was amazing for Tupac, even though I don't like the way the vocals sound on that track. You know, that's a different debate. Overall, like Eminem's notoriety in the rap game, G-Unit and 50 Cent, you know, on the actual tracks helped that album go platinum. However, I know it's not about Lord of the Game. The overall album is kind of mixed like crap. The vocals are too sped up on some tracks. Some of the vocals are too slowed down on other tracks. It just sounds like trash. Overall, the beats are good. And some of the features are okay. I would just would have handled that differently. Now, the original concept of that was, like I was saying, you, ha you had DJ Quick. Also, Johnny J made a remix of Thug for Life, which was unreleased. And still hasn't leaked to this day. We had Mike Mosley... He is rumored to have made a remix of Tears of a Clown, which is a 1991 era Tupacalypse Now track, which is still unreleased. That should have been released in 2020. That would have been perfect due to all those riots going on. That would have been a massive hit. Now, I can see where they're going with that. And they totally shifted gears. And I think they just wanted Eminem to do it. Eminem was going to do it for free. So that's why they pushed that out there. And then they were actually, I don't think they're really planning on doing nothing after that. Because Pox Life was going to be a tribute style album. So they didn't really have much of a plan to release the best quality of work in that year. They just wanted to put whatever was coming out. And during like 2005, LimeWire was popping off. And I don't know if you guys remember LimeWire. It was an app, well, a program on your computer. And you could just type in the name and the song will come up. Sometimes you would get the real song. Sometimes you'll get a song in degraded quality tags sometimes the song will be mislabeled it'll be some totally different soldier boy got his like his pop off on there because he will like put in 50 cent in the club on the tag you know on the description and then you go and download 50 cent in the club and it'll be um crank that soldier boy and that's how that became a big hit it was on a big hit on limewire first well that's the way it was on tupac's unreleased catalog so you had songs like pox life already on there before pox life even dropped the original version that samples prince right so these tracks were on there and you had all these websites, all these forums dedicated to Tupac 
a lot of collectors on the scene that were collecting songs. So then you had other songs that leaked out, just like we've been seeing the last 10 years online, songs still leak of Tupac, right? Last 10 years, we've seen more leaks than probably the last 20 years. But around 1997, 1998, you know, there was the Machiavelli bootlegs. And this is not to be confused with the Machiavelli album. There were bootlegs with all of Tupac's unreleased tracks on there. Not every single one, but every one that they had access to, they put them on different series and versions of it, right? So that's where Player Cards Right was on. That's where other tracks were on. Uh, we had Untouchable on the Lisa Left Eye Lopez album, but it was basically a rehashed version without the Outlaws and her included on it. So we knew what that sounded like. So that was pretty much already kind of leaked, if you want to consider that a leak. It was on the Supernova album. And there were other tracks like that that were showing up on the Machiavelli bootlegs or they were showing up on LimeWire. So, and then we also had Daz Dillinger. He came and he had some tracks. He had Dumpin', he had Don't Go to Sleep, he had First to Bomb, Only Move for the Money, also known as Death Row's Finest. And these, um, the Only Move for the Money track was not released or leaked in original quality or the original version. So he had some tracks. He tried to pass them off as if he was a feature on those tracks and he was not. So he re reproduced the tracks with Mike Dean, I think. And he added himself and removed the Outlaws. And he was marketing this as like a duet kind of style album, which it wasn't. And I believe he posted this around 2002, 2003, and, or maybe a little bit after that. Well, you know, basically, Afini Shakur and Interscope Records you know, spotted it and they blocked it. But a lot of these tracks like Dumpin', Don't Go to Sleep, they ended up on a Pox Life album. So my really common belief is that they just wanted to use whatever was leaked. They didn't want to release the actual tracks that were unleaked at that time. So they used Dumpin', they used Player Cards Right, they used the Untouchable song, they used Don't Go to Sleep. Now we did get some tracks like Don't Sleep, which is a different track. So that was good there. And that's where really kind of Pox Life kind of falls flat because they had all these songs that were already leaked and they used tracks that were only one verse. Instead of using some unreleased songs like Grab the Mic, Tongue Kiss, and Street Life, which were big, popular songs among the community online. So these songs would have probably did better and been more appealing to the audience that want to buy into the album because they want to hear Tupac. You know, when I go and buy a Tupac album, I want to hear Tupac, not T.I. and Ashanti. You know, I don't want one verse tracks all over the place. And this was just bad track selection by Pox Life, you know, the estate, the Tupac estate. Now, the original, what we heard back in 2006 was there's going to be a double disc album. And I know I was rambling on, but I just want to get up to this point. Now, there was a rumor that there was going to be like a double disc album. 50 Cent was going to be on it. R. Kelly, there's going to be a 50 Cent track called 21 Gun Salute. There's going to be a track called Fade Me, which there is a track called Fade Me with Tupac. That's still unreleased. But they said that R. Kelly was going to be on here. So let's go look over the track list that I found online. All right. So this is the one track list I did find. Now, if you look at it, it's kind of the same. You got Pox Life. You got T.I. Shanti. You got Dumpin' Papoose, but it doesn't really say Hussein Fatal. You got What's Next. That was also leaked before Pox Life, I believe, came out. Fade Me, R. Kelly. The original of that does not have R. Kelly, even though I believe it will sound way better with R. Kelly or D'Angelo on that track. Soon as I get home, feature Chameleon Air and Akon, which I'm kind of glad that it didn't come out like that. But that's because the master was supposedly lost. That's why they released the original version, which is an incomplete mix down on Poxite. 
Untouchable, Watch Your Mouth, which is still on release, which is kind of crazy because that track was also remixed back in 2001, 2002, I believe, for Until Then Time or Better Days. It was one of those albums by LT Hunt, and you can find the remix online, which the whole remix is offbeat. But I guess they didn't use it because all the Dre disses and Nas disses in that song. 2ICLA, which is an actual real song by Tupac. Well, we don't really know if he actually recorded it. It could have been like the demo version of Scandalous or the demo version of To Live and Die in LA recorded months earlier over a different beat. And it could be with the same lyrics or different lyrics. Now, this track, the track name appears on a early concept of, of the All Eyes on Me album called Euthanasia. However, we have not found no proof of the actual recording actually existing. If there's a cure, which this goes back to what I was talking about, this song was not leaked at all until around 2010, way after the Pox Life album. But it was on this track list here, so we knew it existed. And that's kind of crazy because we had no proof that the song existed. We just knew the name and says featured Snoop Dogg and the Outlaws, which I don't know how you would even fit the Outlaws on here unless they're doing a hook, which sounds dumb to me because you would probably would have want Tupac doing a hook with Snoop Dogg like he does on the original with Diana Ross in the background. Now this goes to show me that maybe they some of these tracks are kind of real or just remixes of something because how would they know that this track existed back in 2006 when it, it did not even leak until like 2010, 2011. And actually it didn't make the album because I think they knew that it was not leaked out yet. They only wanted to use leaked verses. Track 11, you have Street Life with Snoop Dogg and Zola. I'm not really sure who Zola is unless that's the singer taking over for Val Young in the background. Because on the original, you have Snoop Dogg doing a hook and you have Val Young doing harmonizations in the background. 21 Gus Salute featuring 50 Cent and Young Buck. That has not leaked. I believe the title came from the song Against All Odds where Tupac says 21 Gun Salute. But the thing with Tupac is a lot of tracks that he mentions in other tracks actually are real. Like when he says Happy Home in a different track, like Can You Get Away, Do For Love, it actually came a real song eventually. So that very well could exist. When Nobody Loves Me is actually a handwritten song that Tupac had around 1995 when he was locked up. He penned this and he also put it on the Euthanasia track list, I believe, one of them. We aren't really sure if that's actually recorded or not. Watch Your Mouth, Ron Brown's remix. Now that's another remix of Watch Your Mouth. We haven't heard anything about this existing or not, unless it's the remix that we have labeled as LT Hun. I don't really know. Then the other tracks you just have Untouchable with Bone Thugs and Harmony, Player Cards Right with Kanye West. I guess the Kanye West remix is real because Kanye West actually did an interview way back then saying that he was doing like pop songs. So that may actually be real. But there's also a Johnny J remix of Player Cards Right with Charlie Wilson, which, you know, did many tracks with Snoop Dogg. And that still hasn't leaked either. So as you guys see, this is the original draft of Pox Life or whatever rumor track lesson that came out before the actual album. Some of these songs may be real. Some songs may be mislabeled or changed. 21 Good Salute may just be a random two-box verse with 50 Cent and Young Buck renamed. We don't know. Be sure to check me out on Facebook, on my official Facebook page, facebook.com slash djscanless, youtube.com slash djscanless, Twitter, twitter.com slash DJ underscore scanless. I'm everywhere. You know what it is. Shit, you can even check me out on Google. Just type me in there. Don't be stalking me now. For this video, we're going to break down the recent song release from Malia called Poison featuring The Weeknd. We're going to break down why it sounds the way it does. 
and it doesn't really sound like any other Aaliyah song vocally. The song is great, the beat is great, but the vocals sound very different than what you're used to. And I'm gonna tell you why. Let's get it. All right guys, so if you aren't familiar with Aaliyah, she died in a plane crash around 2001. She was a very amazing R&B singer. Could have been one of the premier singers of this generation if she stayed alive. She still is considered a princess or queen of R&B. You know, there's much debate about that. But anyway, this is her first real release of a song, maybe since the year 2003 from her I Care For You posthumous album that came out after she passed away. So on that album, there was a couple, you know, unreleased songs that were used for that album. However, this is the first real unreleased song that was actually released by her estate. Ever since then, there was a big battle between her uncle, which was the record label owner that distributed her music back then, and the other family members of her estate. So that's why her songs were pulled off of iTunes, Spotify. And any time that people try to put that music on there, they got hit with lawsuits and the music got taken away. And just very unfortunate because, you know, with other deceased musicians, the way that we can gain access to their music and hear them is through YouTube, but also Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and places like this. A lot of people still use those platforms to stream music daily, monthly, and whenever they want to, really. So not having her music on there, I feel like it really hurt her brand and her legacy because. If you want to go see, you know, or hear Try Again, you would have to go to YouTube or you would have to go to Facebook Watch. Maybe it's on there. I don't know. But YouTube would be the main source. And not everybody wants to go and listen on YouTube. So not having her music on Spotify also not only hurt her brand being out there, but also royalties to the family that relies on that money. Now, this is their first real release. We've seen releases throughout the last 10 years of her vocals being used on tracks such as Chris Brown's track such as a Drake track called Enough Said, and also another track called Talk Is Cheap, which is unreleased but leaked out online. It features Drake as well. Now, this was supposed to be for an album that Drake was going to be working on, or maybe they even finished, around 2012-2011. So, this album never came out because the uh, family of Aaliyah basically said that they did not appreciate this music and they were not really supportive of it. So, the producer, would, along with Drake, pulled out of that project because there was a lot of backlash, not only from the estate, but from the fans overall. And to me, that's very unfortunate because, you know, I'm a big fan of Michael Jackson. I'm a big fan of Tupac, big fan of DMX. And it would suck as a fan to not have their unreleased music that they wasted a lot of years of their life recording, not have it released. So to have all these tracks just in the vault, sitting around doing nothing when they can actually be released, they can enhance their brand. They can spread their message for this generation, upcoming generations, and new generations of fans can be gained from that, that can be exposed to the back catalog. That's why I always say with, you know, Tupac songs, if you know me on my YouTube channel, I do a lot of Tupac stuff. So that's why I say, regardless if it's a track from 1991, 1990, 1996, 1988, it doesn't matter. Put that out on an album and make the album sound cohesive and stick to the era that that song was built within and that, that's one of the things they went wrong with they you know make frankenstein songs remixes and they put songs on different albums or songs from different eras on the same album which made not even much sense and they did the same with michael jackson they were taking songs from 1983 throwing on an album from 2009 and that would never happen that's unrealistic so with like tracks from Aaliyah, 
just getting out there is going to build new fans and they'll be able to go back over the original catalog, find try again, find one in a million. Not every fan that's generated, you know, through online or clicking a song is going to know all that music. But if you have a new album come out and they're like, oh, look at this new album. They're going to go back over the original catalog and that's going to spread their message. So I always been a big, strong supporter of releasing the unreleased music. It just depends on how you do it without tarnishing their brand, their legacy, their message by censoring, by editing, by changing beats all over the place and putting them with artists that they would not necessarily work with. So I understand from the standpoint that fans are somewhat against this because this is not anything that she might have approved of. We don't know if she would have worked with it with Weekend. Overall, I feel like the song is good, has a great beat. The Weeknd complements her vocals very well. Obviously, her vocals are from an unreleased song or a demo take of a song. And what I mean by demo, I don't really mean like one of her released songs and the original version of that. They consider that a demo, but more so like a test version of a song where she was just practicing some vocals or maybe she was just doing some lyrics and she didn't really hit her high notes as well. There's some demos like that. So you may have a song that's vocally complete or have a bridge or a hook, but she's not singing to her full capacity. And with those, you can use sound effects, reverb, you change stuff about song, you have background singers, you can hide that very well. So with this song, Poison, that's featuring Aaliyah, obviously it's a remix. The beat is very brand new. It's nothing from the year 2000 and before. So the beat is very different than what you would typically hear on Aaliyah track. And like I said, I think this song is very well produced. I think it's by Mike Dean, which he also did some Tupac songs too back in the day. And overall, the vocals are just very piss poor. And people have been talking about why the vocals sound like that. It sounds like they just slapped them together. It sounds like the mixing and mastering is wrong. Well, what I'm going to tell you is the reason why that those vocals sound the way they do. And that's because they did not have access to the studio acapella. What the acapella is, is just the singer or rapper their voice. So when they have the headphones on there in their booth, they just hear the beat through their headphones and they're being captured their voice. That way, when a mixer is doing the song, they can separate stuff. They can change stuff around. They can make a remix. They even did remixes back in the nineties before we even had all this online where we could just do it ourselves. So really a master reel would usually have the layers of the beat. The master reel will have the vocals. They'll have the ad libs. So like if you have a singer and then she comes back in and she sings over top of herself, that'd be two different layers. So you would have access to all that. So you could take the layer, you can move it around and you can mix it on a new beat. You can mute a layer and just have that solo layer there where it will make her vocal sound a little bit thinner. But from my understanding is they probably did not have the master reel with all the layers. So what they had to do is basically what I do I have access to a lot of Tupac acapellas, Biggie acapellas, and these are studio acapellas where it's just mixed down vocals and it has nothing of the beat. And this was leaked probably years and years ago and, and new vocals get leaked all the time. But with songs that I don't have, there's a lot of Tupac songs, a lot of Biggie songs I don't have that acapella has never leaked. So what we do as DJs, we have programs such as Lala AI or Phonic Mind and e-mastered and a lot of these programs that are online that you can actually have a AI try to filter out much of the beat as possible. So I'm going to show you guys that right now. All right, so this is a website called Lala AI. All you do is just throw in the song right here. 
And this could be a Kalita song. This could be the vocals mixed with the overall instrumental. Usually that's what it's good for. And when you mix it on here, you will definitely notice that it actually extracts the vocals. Now let me just open my mixer here, what I do when I mix online for my songs. And here's the song I already extracted. This is an unreleased song called Death of a Player from Aaliyah. I think it was released on a single or a soundtrack or something like that, but it's still technically usable for new Apple. So you'll see here, I extracted this from the overall song, but you'll see it's very robotic. You have some elements of the original beat filtering through, and you can still hear elements of that in the background. Now the beauty about remixing, right? I could take a instrumental, you know, that's very much sounding like the original, or I could take a totally different instrumental and beat. And I can take those vocals and I can really mask the quality of those vocals behind the instrumental. It just depends on what type of instrumental you have. It depends also on the overall song that you extracted the vocals from. If the beat is too high and the vocals are drowned out on the original song, or it's just a piss poor quality of the original song, the extractions are going to be different. And also the websites that you use to extract the vocals, it's going to make the song or the acapella sound different as well. So you gotta be weary of that. I'm sure that they have different programs and, and plugins and pro tools and stuff like that. They do it themselves. But this is something a uh, DJ with not really much money that's just doing for fun online can do for themselves. So you'll see here, you still hear that robotic sound. So if they did not have access to the overall acapella, what they did is they created a CPU generated acapella. That, that's what I call it a CPU generated acapella or CPU acapella. And this is essentially what I said, it's a, not the studio quality acapella, it's just one extracted from the beat. Now the problem that they have with this track is they made the CPU generated acapella and that's because the master reel that they have is probably misplaced or lost. I know there was a, another singer that worked with her that passed away and most likely he had access to a lot of tracks that the estate did not have. So that, very well, the master reel could be in possession of his estate, his family members. However, how the Leah estate and her uncle did not gain access to that is beyond me. Sometimes people hide stuff. Some people don't even know that there's certain songs with different reels. You can have a reel with three different songs and it just gets misplaced and mislabeled. You can have a song with the same name. You can have different takes of the same song with different vocals and people don't realize that these are different lyrics from version to version. There's a lot of different ways that they can misplace these vocals and the overall reel. Now, the thing is with me, if you're going to take a CPU generated acapella, which I would never tell anybody to do for an official album. If you're doing Michael Jackson, if you're doing Tupac, you definitely should not be using CPU generated acapellas because when you mix them on an album, the next song that uses a studio acapella, is going to sound very much different than the other song that you had that where you use a CPU generated acapella going from track to track, it's going to be very disjointed. Now, the thing is with using a CPU generated acapella as well, you're not going to gain access to all the individual layers. So you'll not be able to change stuff about the overall song that she sang 
You will not be able to extract any harmonizations or any background vocals and use it elsewhere for intro or outro, you know, and make the song a little bit longer. That's one of the main problems. You, you just get what you get, whatever the mix down of that song was that you put through the extraction, it's going to be the way it is. Now, the, one of the things that they could have done, and I don't really know what the original song sounds like. I've been trying to find the original song. I could not find it. I think it's just a plain beat. And usually this is the case for unreleased songs. Not every unreleased song is complete. So this could have just been a plain beat without any breaks in the song, without any features. It could have just been a hook and a bridge, and that's really it. It could have been a full-length song. We don't really know. So let's just say it's a hook and a bridge, and that's really it. So that you could take that track, you can cut and paste the vocals, you can throw in the weekend and cut and paste the vocals again after the weekend, and that's how you extend her vocals to make her more on the track than what she originally was. However, when you take a beat and you're making the beat, you should really make the beat to complement the original beat so you can highlight that robotic residue that's going to be present on your CPU acapella. Now, if you just make a beat and you decide, oh, I got these vocals here, I'm going to mix them on there. The problem is the beat is going to be too thin in some places. The beat is not going to have a bass line that's going to mask it well. The snares might not match up as well. So you might have a lot of stuff that bleed through. And this will happen here. And this track sounds very robotic because you did not have a beat that masked the overall quality of the acapellas very well. So long story short, guys, I know I was rambling on. I really wanted to break this down because I know a lot of guys are complaining about why is her vocal sounding like this? It just seems like a cash grab. And that's because they did not have access to the master rule, I believe. So they made a CPU-generated acapella. Hopefully they can still find it and they can you know, swap it out online on Spotify, iTunes, like Kanye did with Chris Brown. He removed Chris Brown from his Donda album. You know, So maybe they can do that. I don't know. But I totally understand the fans and why they feels like a cash grab. Why would you use these incomplete vocals and the vocal quality like this as your lead single when there's many unreleased songs still left of Lee? I think there's a song called Given Up, a great piano, soft type song that could be an amazing single. You also have a song called Girlfriends. You also have a song Enough Said, which you could remove Drake and have the solo version. You also have the other song with Drake, Talk is Cheap. You also have another great track called Where Could He Be? Death of a Player, No Days Gone By. And I believe like a track like No Days Gone By or Death of a Player, even if a song like that was released on a single, they could reuse it because it wasn't officially on her album. Those songs would have been way better to release as a single if they had the master reel. So for me, like I said way back earlier in the video, any type of album can benefit the overall brand and legacy of Leah of DMX of Tupac because it will generate new fans. New fans will be able to hear that album. They'll go back over the original catalog. So I'm a very much a supporter of release and unreleased music. I'm just not a supporter of them butchering everything and changing everything. The way that they could have masked that the vocal quality of Poison, maybe they could have just updated the original beat. Maybe they could have used the original beat and just threw the weekend on it. You know, if they already have the incomplete song, whereas Aaliyah and she does her, her verse and her hook and her bridge and the beat just plays, the weekend could have just been thrown on there and then you cut and paste Aaliyah after. That could have sound just as good as a normal song. Now, as to why they didn't do that, I just told you why. Maybe they just don't have the master reel. Maybe this was the best track that they thought Weekend could be on. They should have used a track that they had the studio acapella for. Anyways, guys, I hope they release a new album. I hope they find a master reel for this. You know, I've been waiting for a new Aaliyah album. 
I believe that she would want her music heard. You know, a lot of these musicians do not just record the music just to record it. They record the music to release it at some point. Maybe a lot is work in progress. However, a lot of these artists care, you know, about the way they affect their fans. And I believe Aaliyah, I believe Tupac, DMX, all these deceased musicians and rappers really cared about their overall message and helping people. So guys, let me know your thoughts on this. Let me know your thoughts on the song. Let me know your thoughts on an upcoming album. Will you support it? Like I said, I think everyone should support it because it helps spread their message. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. Be sure to like, subscribe. Be sure to check me out on DJ Scanless on Scanless Clips, Scanless Talk. Be sure to drop a comment of what you want my next Q&A video to be. Peace.